Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. And a very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here with you, and especially today on this 17th of December as we begin our late Advent days. I love these late Advent days, the O antiphons that we pray before the Magnificat in our evening prayer, um, and this wonderful anticipation we have now uh, as we prepare in these final days. And I, I love, I don't know if you had a chance to listen uh, to open line uh, just a few moments ago, uh, Father Wade Manesis giving some great uh, suggestions for uh, prayer between now and December 25th. You can start today your Christmas novena. Now, we know there's the St. Andrew Christmas novena that began on November 30th, but this is a true novena if you start praying today, and it doesn't make any difference what novena it is. You can pray it. I, I love Father Wade's suggestion for Mass every one of these Advent days. Uh, leading up to uh, uh, Christmas. But we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, I want to share with you some of our Holy Father's teachings from uh, over the weekend, his Angelus message for uh, the third Sunday of Advent that uh, we just uh, had. And it was also celebrated as, I wish we would I, I wish we would pick this tradition up here in this country, uh, Bambinelli Sunday, where you'd be, uh, the families are invited on the third Sunday of Advent to bring the infant Jesus from your nativity uh, displays in your home to church and father, or in this case, the Holy Father, bless them and you bring them back home. But we'll talk again. It's a lot to talk about. Let's first pray. I was uh, just coming in today and and, uh, looking at all uh, that we have been blessed with over this past year. And I'm just overwhelmed by God's uh, continuous outpouring of love on this apostolate, and in so many ways, my friends, through you, uh, you who listen, you who watch, you who support every day, uh, my goodness, since we sent out our mailing a few weeks ago, every day I get these beautiful uh, stacks of, of mail with uh, your prayer requests, your prayer intentions, uh, your enormous generosity of support for us and the work we do here Um and there's just so much to do. So anyway, let's 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 first pray. Uh, and as always, I invite you wherever you are listening. And if you are listening live at 4:03 on this December 17th, 2019, uh, you can also watch the program coming to you live on our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/DomesticChurchMedia. Also live video on our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash/DomesticChurchMedia, and also on our homepage, live video we're streaming at DomesticChurchMedia.org. If you have the free Domestic Church Media app, you can listen and watch the program right there as well on your uh, mobile device, your phone, or your tablet uh, through the Domestic Church Media mobile app. Um, And, of course, we're streaming live from our website at DomesticChurchMedia.org and also on the uh, Amazon uh, Echo Alexa devices and the Google Home devices streaming live there. 
Um, so, so many ways to listen and watch, and I'm praying that you uh, now join me and all of our family gathered from, well, literally can be from around the world, and we know that we do have listeners and viewers in other parts of, not only other parts of this country, but other parts of the world. So the family of God comes together in a certain way, in a special way at this time, and uh, we raise up our hearts and minds together as one as we pray together as family. So whatever your special uh, intentions are, and again, today is a beautiful day, a perfect day to start your Christmas novena. You start praying today, as, as Father Wade was suggesting, uh, suggesting, pick out your favorite novena or your fa- favorite prayers or a set of prayers, or if you can, get to Mass every day, starting today on this 17th of December, working your way up to the 25th of December. And then, of course, as you know, my friends, and I stress it every year, and, and I'm sure you know it, that every day within the octave of Christmas is a Christmas day, just as important as the 25th of December. Every one of those days is a Christmas day. So, so much to pray for, so much to anticipate, so much to wait for and prepare for. I'm so excited about this, and I'm so thrilled that you are here as a part of this program. So now let's come together and raise our hearts and minds up as one, praying with and for each other, bring those special intentions with you, and uh, the Lord knows what's on your heart, and we'll pray this beautiful Advent prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, Master of both the light and the darkness, send your Holy Spirit upon our preparations for Christmas. We who have so much to do seek quiet spaces to hear your voice each day. We who are anxious over many things look forward to your coming among us. We who are blessed in so many ways long for the complete joy of your kingdom. We whose hearts are heavy seek the joy of your presence. We are your people walking in darkness yet seeking the light. To you we say, Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. And our prayers to St. Michael the Archangel and also the beautiful ancient prayer to our Blessed Mother, the Subtum Presidium prayer, both uh, the Holy Father requested that every Catholic pray these prayers every day with the specific intention of protecting the Church against the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, Defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers. O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And our prayers now, my friends, as we've been praying now for almost a year, for the beatification of uh, Mother Maria Kalpas, and that through her special intercession, we will see a miraculous healing of our young friend Maria, uh, who uh, was diagnosed a year ago with a tumor on her brainstem. And uh, if you were with us on Friday, Cheryl and I shared with you that we had heard from Uh, Maria's parents, and they were taking Maria at that time to Children's Hospital in Philadelphia because she was uh, suffering from severe headaches, this is just this past Friday, and some fogginess. And so they brought her down to to the Children's Hospital, and on, I believe it was Saturday, 
they did an operation to to relieve and uh, the, some fluid that had built up around that area that was causing the, the headaches and and the the uh, the uh, fogginess. So, and that's the last we've heard. Uh, the, the The operation was successful in removing the f- fluid and releasing that pre- relieving that pressure. So, it's a very difficult time for this uh, beautiful young woman who's 15 years old, a high school student right over here in Bucks County, and her uh, family, especially her parents, who have been uh, such dear friends of Cheryl's and mine for many years, uh, who are on the board of directors here at Domestic Church Media and who have uh, been with us from the very beginning when the Lord placed all of this on our hearts and have been very supportive in so many ways. So we're praying for Maria, for the healing, and for the her entire family, especially during these uh, late Advent days as we approach Christmas. And so we pray, O oh, loving Jesus, we beseech you, grant that your servant, Mother Maria, who is imbued with your Eucharistic presence while on earth, may through the intercession of your Immaculate Mother and St. Casimir be glorified by visible signs and miracles, so that for your glory and the salvation of souls she may by your power be declared blessed. Gracious God, we praise and thank you for your faithfulness and love. You've blessed us with the example of your servant, Maria Kalpas, whose deep faith in your presence, love for the Eucharist, and zeal in fostering the faith life of others continue to inspire us. Through her intercession, we pray for a complete and total healing of our friend Maria. Help us to continue life's journey with a heart filled with a profound faith in you and that trust which is born of love. And we ask this through Jesus our Lord and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. St. Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, my friends, again, I thank you for joining me, for praying together, uh, for all that you do for us. You know, yesterday uh, was the third uh, Monday of the month, and uh, as he does every month, Bruce DeBacco, uh hosts his uh, wonderful program, Come to the Throne. Well, both on the first uh, Monday of this month and yesterday, the threat of inclement weather, uh, we had to postpone because Bruce and Linda come from up in uh, Hunterdon County. So uh, we certainly don't want them to take a risk in, in coming down. So Bruce was not here yesterday. He, uh, weather permitting, he will be here on the first Monday of January, which I believe is January um, 6th. So um, we apologize for that, but do know that Bruce and Linda continue to pray for you and all of your intentions and Again, as I said earlier, you know, as a result of our mailing that we sent out uh, back the Monday before Thanksgiving, um, every day we get a a beautiful little stack of mail from you, our listeners, uh, who are sending me your prayer requests. And and I got to tell you, I love the opportunity that you, you are blessing me with that I can go into the chapel here at our uh, beautiful Sheen Center for Media Evangelization, where we have the Blessed Sacrament reserved in the tabernacle. I bring those prayer requests in with me, and as I pray my uh, morning prayer, daytime prayer, evening prayer, I go through these intentions. And now especially these uh, last late Advent days, you know, I'm really uh, becoming very blessed by your uh, allowing me to pray for you. So 
please keep them coming. Uh, I'm touched by so many who need prayer, and I ask all of you listeners and viewers right now, as we pray at our uh, program and your own personal prayers, to please join me in praying for all of these intentions because there are so many. Um, And as I've shared with you, one of the most common prayer requests that we get, and this has been the case for the past 20-some years, but especially over the past few years, we get so many prayer requests from parents and grandparents who ask for prayers, praying that their adult children and grandchildren will come back to the church or that their children will have their grandchildren baptized even. It's gone that far. And as I was praying these prayers today in the chapel this morning in in morning prayer, and I'm going through the the most recent request that I got in uh, from you sent to us, God bless you. Um, It just really was, it, it, it emphasized to me just how important it is to have an apostolate like this, where at least there's a place to come and feel the comfort of the Lord, to to feel His consolation, um, to be uh, have a beacon of hope. You know, the, the world is 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 such an alluring place for especially for young people, and all that the world offers. You know. Through temptation and, and other uh, addictions and things that our young people fall into, we just need people to know Christ. We need people to encounter Jesus. And as I, you know, I, I was sitting uh, last night at our home, and Cheryl uh, and I were having dinner. And as we were having dinner, we we had uh, the, we had the radio station on because we were playing Christmas music. <laughs> In the background, and I, I was thinking about again, what a great blessing this is from the Lord, that we're allowed, we're we're able to to put that beautiful music on that that sings of Jesus Christ, and sings of the beauty of this season, and through those beautiful carols and hymns that I know hold a very special place in the hearts of so many people who are being inspired, touched, comforted, consoled by the, the, the beautiful strains of those, those uh, hymns and carols, bringing them into a closer uh, uh, relationship and embrace with Christ as we listen to the songs that, that are played. And we're going to do more of that as we incorporate more of that into our schedule as we get closer to Christmas Day and throughout Christmas week. But I hear from you. We get emails and phone calls and, and notes, people appreciating that. Because it's, it's such a simpler way, a simpler uh, expression of where people's hearts and minds want to be, drawn close to the Christ child, brought to that beautiful uh, manger in Bethlehem to adore him. And you don't get that when you hear somebody singing about grandma getting run over by a reindeer. You don't, you don't get that when you hear Mariah Carey wailing about what she wants for Christmas. I wish someone would give her what she wants for Christmas. She'd stop wailing like that. But you get that when you hear the beautiful strains of a little town of Bethlehem, what child is this silent night, hark the herald angels sing, all the beautiful hymns and carols that we play here. And I do it every year. And I was thinking about this today because I was was listening to Jeanette Williams' program this morning on the way to Mass, and uh, she was asking her listeners to call in with special stories about Christmas carols that had a a special place in, in people's lives. And I, I believe I've told you this story before, but I, I, I think it's such a, a, an expression of how times have changed, this little story I'm about to tell you. 
next Monday, uh, the 23rd of December, I, I turn 65. I can't believe it. I guess <laughs> even Cheryl says you're going to be 65 on, on December 23rd. So I'm what you might call, uh, you know, they people. Oh, you're a Christmas baby. Well, I'm not really a Christmas baby. I wasn't born on Christmas Day. I was born two days before Christmas, back in 1954. And my parents always did a great job of uh, ensuring that my birthday was celebrated separately. I didn't get gypped. People always say, oh, you got gypped Christmas. No, I never did. My parents were always very good about that. They had a special birthday. My, my birthday was kind of the, 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 the prelude to Christmas, you know. I got more presents than my brothers and sisters, but I didn't, you know, I, it's all one within a couple of days of each other. Because I had birthday presents and Christmas presents. But I go back to that day in 1954, that December 23rd, 1954, in Jersey City, where I was born. Jersey City, New Jersey, at the Margaret Haig Maternity Hospital. Now, many of you uh, who listen, maybe, I, I always say in, that, in those days, the Margaret Haig, it was a, it was a, it was a totally, total maternity hospital. That was it. It was for... <laughs> Just for for births, a hospital that was just there as a maternity hospital. Imagine that today. So many births were there, they, they needed a whole hospital just for the births. And it, I think it opened in 1936. It was a publicly funded uh, hospital. It, it, was, it, a, it was not a Catholic hospital or a Christian or religious affiliation. It was a public hospital. But in the lobby of that hospital... In Jersey City, this this Margaret Haig Maternity Hospital, they had a beautiful stained glass window of Madonna and Child, the Blessed Mother and Baby Jesus, in this public hospital that was publicly funded. Imagine that. And I think maybe six floors of <laughs> for all the, all the moms who were giving birth. And that's where all my, myself and, and my sisters and my brother, we were all born there. But I always think of this story, and today, when, when around this time of year, obviously, my mom used to tell it every year, and I, I thought about it today when Jeanette Williams was asking people to call in with stories about Christmas carols and the places they had in, in their, played in their lives. And but I, So I was born on the 23rd of December. The next day, obviously, was Christmas Eve. Now, in those days, again, my mother would tell the story. She said in those days, when you and my mother had, you know, natural childbirth, or as natural as it was in those days when they would knock the moms out. <laughs> and and this, they didn't really go through what, what uh, women had gone for, through before and what they go through now in, in natural childbirth. But but uh, my mom and all the mo- new moms, you re- went into the hospital and you stayed there for about a week. My mom said it was like a vac- vacation. <laughs> Even though it was just a normal birth. It wasn't C-section or anything. They stayed there for about a week. So I'm born on the 23rd. The 24th, and my mother always tells this, tells this story. Christmas Eve, in the evening, and the, now this is a, a maternity hospital, right? So what the, the nurses did, they, they take all the babies, myself included, wrap them up, you know, in their nice toasty blankets and go in and give every, every baby to his or her mom in their hospital rooms, hospital beds. So all the moms have the babies now. Imagine this. They have their baby. I get choked up just thinking about it. And then the nurses turn out all the lights and light candles. This is true. This is, this is, this is, this happened. This is what, this is, this how times have changed. The nurses 
turn all the lights off in the maternity ward, in the maternity hospital, light candles, and in procession would go down the hallways and into each room with the lighted candles, and they were singing Christmas carols as all the moms were holding their new babies on Christmas Eve. I mean, could you imagine this scene? I, I, my mom would tell it, and she would get choked up because I was her favorite. <laughs> I, I, I have three sisters and a brother, but it's kind of a running gag. Who's the favorite? But imagine that, and they weren't singing Santa Claus is Coming to Town, and they weren't singing Rudolph the Red Nose. They were singing Christmas carols, bringing every one of those moms, those new moms with their brand-new babies, back to that beautiful scene at that first Christmas as the Blessed Mother held the Son of God and hear the strains of the angels singing Glory to God in the highest. And could you imagine today in a public hospital <laughs> if they tried to do that? Could you imagine today in a public hospital if they had a, a stained glass of Madonna and child? This is how far we've come in 60, in this case, 65 years. You know, as I was driving around today, I was, my mom always said, because I have always loved Christmas music. I've, I've always, I've always, I love Christmas music. You know, just, just always had a special place in my heart. My mom insists, insisted that's why. Because as a, a day old infant in my mother's arms, the first music I heard probably in that setting were these beautiful Christmas carols. So as I was sitting at my desk earlier today getting some work done, and of course I had the radio on, and at 2 o'clock we had some Christmas music playing. And I was thinking that's probably a result of why I do this, is, is because of what, what uh, the Lord allowed us to experience 65 years ago. And still to this very day, I'm given the opportunity through uh, my main stewardship over this apostolate to put that music out there and fill the airwaves with these beautiful hymns and carols that sing about Jesus. Because that's what this is all about. The world is missing it. You know, the world missed it when Jesus came the first time. He came in that in in that way, in that uh, through the the uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the incarnation in, in the virginal womb of Blessed Mother entered into the world, brought forth by her on that first Christmas night. And everybody out there in Bethlehem was oblivious to it, except as we said, you know, as you know, the, the shepherds and. And eventually the wise men, the three kings who came to visit. And today people are oblivious to Christ. So many people today don't even know him. So many people today have walked away from him. So many people deny him and, 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 and uh, offend him. And it's up to people like you and me to give that great witness as his disciples in a world that is so often hostile to this gospel message. And this time of year, you know, we, we uh, you know, people wishing each other happy holidays, say Merry Christmas. It's Christmas. Don't be afraid to say Merry Christmas. Don't be afraid to give witness to salvation. Don't be afraid to give witness to your discipleship. And, you know, so many of us, you know, like I said, I get these letters, these, these beautiful prayer requests from people saying, please pray for my adult children, my grandchildren to come back to the faith, to know Christ. 
It's our witness that's going to hopefully enlighten their hearts and minds to that wonderful knowledge of Jesus and all the joy that an encounter with him will bring in this life and eventually into eternity. Jeanette this morning on her program was saying to one of her listeners, don't cut off communications with these people, because if you do, then we lose all opportunity to communicate Christ to them. You know, staying in touch and, and uh, relating to people who are, are, have left the faith or walked away from the church, staying in touch with them, encountering them, allows them in a way through us to encounter Christ. So don't cut that off. And as we go through these now late Advent days between now and the 25th of December and then into Christmas, I'm praying that domestic church media and all that we have here, my friends, bring, brings you and all of our listeners and viewers that great peace and joy that can only come from Christ. Especially now in these last days, there's so much political upheaval, there's so much trouble in the world, there's uh, so many things happening that can, can distract us and divert us. But now is the time for us to really enter into this beautiful season in joyful anticipation of the celebration of the birth of Christ and also in joyful anticipation of our Lord's great and glorious second coming when he will come again and people will know he's here. People know he'll, will know he's on his way. And we know that and we're going to get ready for that. And so we can close out the noise of the world and the, the distractions of the world and the secularization of the world, uh, trying to, to turn our holy day into a holiday, trying to turn our Christ mass into an X mass. But we're called to live a simple, humble life modeled after our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're called to, to have that joy and that joyful anticipation that awaits us all in our eternal communion with him through our encounters that we have here with each other and especially through the sacraments and especially at Holy Mass through the Eucharist when we can encounter the living Christ and consume him so he can consume us. That same Jesus who was born in that humble stable 2,000 years ago is, a, is present to us really and truly, substantially present to us through in his, uh, the Holy Eucharist, in his body, blood, soul, and divinity. We can go and adore him any day, any time we want, at any Catholic church, in any tabernacle or, or, or adoration chapel. Talk about making a Christmas novena that we start today. As you heard Father Wade Manisa say, it doesn't have to be a formal novena. It could be mass every day. How about going to adoration every day? Go and spend some time with the living God in these last Advent days, these late Advent days. How about maybe just praying evening prayer? You, you know, you can go to our, our app. We have evening prayer right on there. Just pray evening prayer. I'll tell you what, last Advent I began to pray night prayer, and I'm, I've been hooked ever since. It was a great—I love praying night prayer. And finally, before we take our break, my friends, I, I want to thank all of you who are responding to our, our plea and our call for support. I am so amazed at your enormous outpouring and generosity. And what, what really hit, touches my heart, I'm hearing from so many of you from whom we haven't heard in, in a few years. 
who are now supporting us again. And I tell you what, it means so much to me because we need this apostolate. We need this light, this beacon of light in our listening areas and, and throughout on the Internet and however we come to you to bring you the joy of the gospel. And, and it just it, it overwhelms me, the outpouring of generosity that you have shown to us and continue to show to us. And I ask you, please, if you've not yet had a chance to help us out, to please do so. We've been advised by our financial experts here at the Apostolate and our bookkeeper to, to try and raise at least $75,000 by the end of this month. Right now, we're up, I believe, to about $30,000 or so toward that goal. And I know what happens, you know, people get distracted and, and other things go on in, in your life. And we're so close. Christmas seems to be taking us all by surprise. It's coming so fast. But please, I ask you, if you've not yet had the chance to support this apostolate, support this work, because we can't do this without you. We need you. You can send a check to us. Uh, it's, we're a 501c3. We're, we're non-profit. We're tax deductible. You can go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. You can make a, do make a donation there using your debit or credit card, very secure, by clicking Donate Now. All of our mailing information is on our website. And just please be generous because we have to bring this message, this joy of the gospel message to as many people as possible uh, through these radio stations and through our app, through our streaming audio, through our video. Because if we don't, who will? And so thank you to all of you who are supporting us and who are continuing to support us. Your, your generosity is, is going to be returned to you a hundredfold. I know that. I believe that because Jesus said that. So let me take a break, my friends. And then when we come back, I want to share with you some of our Holy Father's teachings from over the weekend, uh, his Angelus message from the third week of Advent, third Sunday of Advent, and others. But again, thank you so very much. God bless you all for all that you do for us here at The Apostolate. Don't go away. There's more to come. I'll be right back. Mike Walsh, co-host of Talking Catholic. Every week, our show will bring you in-depth interviews with the hardworking people doing the Lord's work in parishes, schools, and ministries. Our increasingly secularized world often makes it easy to forget that we are surrounded by wonderful workers in the vineyard. On Talking Catholic, we will bring you their perspectives on how we can better serve God and our neighbors. Tune in to Talking Catholic on Sundays at 11 a.m. and Mondays at 4 p.m. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, 
and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope on these domestic church media stations. Sixty seconds with Mother Angelica. The good news is that as we struggle and God pours grace into us and we correspond and we rise and we fall, rise and fall, God in His infinite mercy loves us, keeps us going, gives us strength and courage and joy, joy. Be joyful. Go on, smile. <laughs> It won't hurt you, even if you got a problem. Even if you got a problem, smile at your neighbor. I want you to remember a little sentence, and the sentence is this. You may be the only Jesus your neighbor will ever see. I want you to know your dignity. I want you to know how great you are before God. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is, 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go Go to GoodShop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit GoodShop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your Internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's GoodShop.com, and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. GoodShop.com. From Lahaska to Long Branch. Solberry to Seaside Park. Atlantic Highlands to Allentown. Ocean Grove to Oxford Valley. Little Silver to Lower Makefield. Proclaiming the joy of the gospel on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Alrighty, welcome back. I'm going to share with you some of our Holy Father's Angelus message from this past Sunday, the third Sunday of Advent, Gaudate Sunday. And um, also want to remind you that coming up after this program at 5 o'clock, more Christmas music. Uh, we're playing it this week, um, and we're going to begin to increase the uh, amount of time that we play. Now, we're, we're preempting regular programming, but that's okay. That'll come back. This time of year only comes around once a year, and we want to make sure, because, you know, I, and I mentioned the other day, these other stations that say they're playing 24-hour Christmas music, <laughs> the same song comes on every five songs, and they're playing, it's all secular. They might throw in a, every now and then a, a, a religious carol or something, but most of it is just the, the other stuff. Um, 
But what you get here, you're, we're just singing about Jesus. And the traditional hymns you know, the carols you know, that bring back a lot of memories, you know, those beautiful hymns and carols uh, that we've learned when we were, we were children that, that, that just really pull at the heartstrings and, and bring us all back into what this season is all about. So that's going to come up at 5 o'clock. Now, what we're doing is this week, we're bringing it to you 6 o'clock in the morning for a half hour, and then we go an hour of music at, at 8, another hour at 10, uh, another hour at 2, and another hour at 5. Once we hit the weekend into the 21st of, of uh, the month, this coming Saturday, we'll start to really increase it. And then Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, all Christmas music, except for those times when we're going to bring you the liturgies. Uh, we're going to take you to Rome on Christmas Eve for uh, the uh, Christmas, uh, uh, not really Midnight Mass anymore at, at St. Peter's. I think Pope Benedict changed it um, a number of years ago, but they, they, they celebrate Holy Mass at St. Peter's on Christmas Eve at 10 o'clock. We're going to bring that to you uh, uh, live. We're also going to bring you which I think because it's six hours different. So 10, so at four o'clock in the afternoon on Christmas Eve, we'll bring you the mass from Rome. Uh, we'll bring you midnight mass from EWTN. We'll bring you the mass uh, from, and the beautiful, um, I think before, even before EWTN, we have the uh, choral selections from the uh, Catholic University of America and then midnight mass from the Basilica in Washington and then EWTN. And then the, the Holy Father's Urbi et Orbi message to the to the city and to the world that he gives every Christmas, that's going to be around 6 o'clock in the morning on Christmas morning. But other than that, all Christmas. And then Christmas is next Wednesday. Uh, and then so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're just, it's just, we're just going to put all Christmas, Christmas music on because it's Christmas. Every day is a Christmas day. You know, if you, if you pray the Liturgy of the Hours and you pray... Every one of those days within the octave of Christmas is the same. Are the same prayers because it's the same day. It's all one big day. It's beautiful. It's just beautiful. I mean, you know, really, and you know, I hate to see uh, you know, trees at, at the curb on the twenty sixth of the December. You know, um, it's horrible. We gotta, we gotta get back to what the church, the, the richness of this beautiful time of year, uh, as a result of what our church is, uh, has always taught and what, what our liturgies bring us. So, anyway. Tell people, if they're looking for Christmas music, especially during Christmas week, we had one gentleman a number of years ago who found our station, didn't even know we existed, but it was uh, Christmas week, and he was just looking on his radio for some Christmas music somewhere, and he found us, and then heard us, and then kept, he was a listener from then on, but he didn't know that uh, we were even here. So tell people, maybe maybe people who maybe are away from the church, maybe people who are, are nominal in their faith, but who want to hear Christmas music. Uh, during Christmas week, send them to our station, and then they'll get hooked. They'll start listening to Catholic radio, perhaps, after that. Um, okay, so let's do this. Let's go to uh, Holy Father's Angelus message from this past Sunday, the third Sunday of Advent. Uh, the Holy Father invited the faithful not to be distracted by external things, but to make room for Jesus who wants to give us his joy. I mean, that's our focus the Christmas tree is beautiful, the lights are beautiful, the candles are beautiful, the presents are beautiful, all the food is great, we're celebrating. But if Jesus isn't the focus, we miss it. How many people do you know say, gee, I'm just not in the Christmas spirit? Right? How many people do you know? I, I think part of it is because Christmas is coming up so fast because Thanksgiving was so late. 
But I know when I was growing up, our tree didn't go up until Christmas Eve. In fact, when I was very little, Santa Claus used to put it up. We'd go to bed Christmas Eve, and there would be no decorations up. But when we woke up Christmas morning, the tree was up, the lights, the tinsel, the, everything, the presents were under the tree. There were other decorations. But Santa Claus was busy <laughs> when he came to our house uh, that night. And that tradition, we, we didn't, we would put it up Christmas Eve ourselves as we got older. And then my mother finally rebelled and said, put it up the 23rd because I'm too busy on the 24th. She's making all of her meatballs and sausage and sauce and everything. She's like, I don't have time to do everything. So move the tree to the 23rd and let her do her cooking on the 24th. But all that is great. It's beautiful. But if we're not focused on the meaning of what this is all about, of course we're not going to have the spirit. So Holy Father, Sunday, before uh, praying the Angelus, said that the liturgy on this third Sunday of Advent invites us to be joyful. That's why God God takes Sunday. Rejoice. But Holy Father said, but beware that existence also includes moments of doubt. Joy and doubt are both experiences that that are part of our lives. And taking his cue from the readings of the day, the Holy Father noted that just like the prophet Isaiah, men and women are called to look beyond doubts and discouragement because God's salvation envelops the whole person and regenerates him. So many people today, my brothers and sisters, Sadly, are, are so, you know, you hear so many people who are depressed and anxious about many things. And my goodness, you watch, you know, we watch, we don't watch a lot of television. We put on the news programs or old, you know, uh, situation comedies or something that are, that are harmless. But the commercials, every other commercials for some kind of medication. And so many of them for, for, for emotional uh, uh, issues. People are just so depressed about so many things. And they're missing, I think, because in so many people's lives, they don't have God. They don't have Christ. And that's not to say that, that you know, Christians can't be, be depressed. Christians, they can. That can be, that's, a, that's a, a, a diagnosed illness. But I think when you read about 20, well, 26% of people who were surveyed a few months ago who said they don't have any religious affiliation, well, that's depressing. I'd be depressed if I, if I didn't have my God. I'd be depressed if I didn't have Jesus in my life. Holy Father said we are called to conversion, which is the basis of the preaching of both St. John the Baptist and Jesus. Just like John, the Holy Father said, we too are called to recognize the face that God has chosen to assume in Jesus Christ, humble and merciful. And this, again, is, a, I think, a, a great um, opportunity, a great spiritual exercise during this nine-day period that begins today and goes up to the 25th of December. Because you may say, well, Christmas isn't nine days away. But if you count today, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, that's nine days. And every day, starting today, make a, make a, we're going to make a novena. What if you took the opportunity to go and spend some time? If you can't find an adoration chapel, though we do have many around, I think we have a list of some on our website. You can go to, go to any Catholic church and sit before the tabernacle. Go to daily mass if you can. 
or pray the, the, the liturgy of the hours. Do something so that we can recognize the face of Christ in a more uh, deeper way. Holy Father said the season of Advent is a time of grace, which tells us that it is not enough to believe in God. It's necessary to purify our faith every day. And he said it's a matter of preparing ourselves to welcome not a fairy tale character, but the God who challenges us. You know, that's another thing to remember, too. Too often we can create, or not we personally, but this, the culture could create a, a, a image, an image of, of the Christ child or, a, you know, almost like a fairy tale type of thing. This, the whole nativity story is a fairy tale. It's not. It's a factual story about the incarnation of the Almighty God. And quoting from his recent apostolic letter on the nativity scene, which I shared with you last week, Holy, the Holy Father said, The child who lies in the manger has the face of our brothers and sisters most in need. The poor, who are privileged ones of this mystery, and often those who are most able to recognize the presence of God in our midst. You know, I heard Father Groeschel, God rest his soul, say this often. Because he worked with the poor in New York that these people, the homeless, those, those to whom he ministered and, and, and the Franciscan friars ministered, they, have, they don't have much. They, they, they have very, very little materially. But because that stuff isn't around, they have an enormous relationship with God. You see, I think not for all, but for many people, the, the stuff, the material things, the power, prestige, and, 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 and all the, that that can bring with it and all the things we tend to accumulate and gather and keep and store up and hoard, sometimes, unfortunately, those things become gods for people. People adore their cars. People adore their, their, their portfolios. People adore the, the houses they live in, two, three, four, or five of them. People adore their bank accounts. And they're forgetting that all that we have, everything that we've been given, every single person, no matter who you are, how rich or how poor, everything you have, everything we have, is because God gave it to us. But Holy Father reminded us that the child who lies in the manger has the face of those who are most in need. Christ came, as Father Groeschel says in his reflection in the rosary when he prays the, uh, the glorious mysteries, the third mystery, the nativity of our Lord. He said the Lord came, he was poor, he was very poor. And Holy Father reminds us as we approach Christmas, may the Virgin Mary help us so that we do not allow ourselves to be distracted by external things, but make room in our hearts for the one who has already come and wants to come again to heal our illnesses and to give us his joy. Looking for the Christmas spirit? You know, I'm hoping that our music enhances that a little bit because that kind of 
And music has this wonderful, wonderful way of creating a scene. If you ever like listen, hear a song, aside from the Christmas music, but like if you hear a song on the radio or you play it on your, you know, on your, your devices or something, and it brings back immediate, immediate memories. It does for me. I'll hear a song and say, oh, I, when that song was popular, I was this old, I was in this grade, I knew these people. I was, you know, it brings back memories. That's why I think these Christmas carols bring back a lot of memories for a lot of people because they remember the times growing up when Christmas was a simpler time, uh, a, 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 a more of a family time, and I, I, less secularized. You know, we were we were even even when we had uh, through the media in the, the, the times when we were growing up, back in the fifties and sixties and seventies. Even through the media, there was a, a, still a respect for Christianity, for, for Christmas, for Jesus Christ himself, for this time of year. But we seem to have lost that in so many ways where, you know, they're not even allowing nativity scenes on public property. and uh, The radio stations are playing the secular music. People are in, and there's nothing wrong. I love candy canes. I love, you know, I love Christmas cookies. It's all that's all part of it. But that's, that's all the periphery. That's 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 all a result of why we're celebrating. Because the second person of the Blessed Trinity entered into this world, took on the flesh of man, to save us from sin and death. He is our salvation. And sadly, you know, people who don't think about life beyond this life aren't too concerned about where they're going from here. Feel they don't need this Jesus. Oh, he may have been a great man, but he may have been a prophet. But to say he was the son of God... How many people deny that? How many people even uh, don't believe that? But you and I, my friends, you know, we, we, Pope Benedict, uh, when he was our Holy Father, at one point said that he believed there would be a remnant church, a smaller remnant church. And I know in in years past, you, know, you go to Christmas Mass, whether it be the Christmas Vigil, the Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, the church would be packed with people you hadn't seen in, in a couple of years, maybe since last Christmas, but at least they came back. These days, I don't even think it's that way anymore. I always go to Christmas Day Mass. I like Christmas Day. And the past few years, I've noticed that there are, a lot of, there are more people not standing room only. And I'm thinking, okay, is that because some parishes now have 4 o'clock Masses, 5 o'clock Masses on Christmas Eve, and the families want to go and... I hate to say it, but get mass over with, and then you know they have their Christmas Day free. To it's not what we're. That's not what this is about. We should joyfully anticipate every single mass, not just Christmas, but every single mass. Joyfully anticipate our encounter with Jesus Christ, and this time of year, this beautiful season of Advent, and now late Advent, and then into Christmas. Remind us that we have that awaiting us, that we should be joyfully anticipating that eternal communion, that eternal encounter with Jesus Christ that awaits us all. And this time of year, 
Mother Church reminds us of that. We can be distracted, as Holy Father said. You know, we can, we can find ourselves this time of year being distracted by external things, he said. People running around uh, shopping and doing all that, which, again, I, I, it is a time of giving. It's a time to, to, but that's not the focus. All that is a result of what happened in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago and why we're still 2,000 years later celebrating it. Not just because a child was born, but because the child who was born is our salvation. He is the Son of God. This is now, since his ascension into heaven, 33 years after his birth, we've been waiting for him to return. We're waiting for the new heaven and the new earth. We're waiting for Jesus to come back on the clouds, accompanied by the multitude of angels. Oh, and the world will know he's, he's coming back. They'll know he's here. No mistake about it. He'll be surprising a lot of people, I think. Taking people <laughs> by surprise. But we have to be ready. That's what this beautiful season teaches us, to be ready for his return. We're not that far away now. That's why, again, my friends, I, I pray and I hope, and we're having another hour of, of music coming up after this program, that what we do here, this time of year especially, helps you and helps all of our listeners and viewers in that journey. And I, I know this is how we, the Holy Spirit captures some new listeners for us, because they hear the music, and that's how they're drawn in. Ooh, I haven't heard that carol. This station is playing real Christmas music. They're not singing about the reindeers and the snowmen. This station's playing real, real, uh, true Christmas music, the kind I grew up with when I was little, and my, my, my grandmother would have it on her phonograph records. <laughs> and it brings back memories, and it brings back that, that peace and that true inner joy that came from the season of innocence. And that's, again, I, I don't know how the Lord works, Ever since I've had these, we've had these stations open and running. I've always done this. Again, going back to my mom's theory that my first Christmas Eve, I was a day old and spent in her arms at the Margaret Haig Maternity Hospital in Jersey City, being cuddled by my mom while the nurses came through with their lighted candles singing Christmas carols like the angels of heaven. I've loved that music ever since, and so I play as much of it as I can here on these stations, hoping that it will bring to those who hear it, whether you're driving home from work or running errands or just home. Like we last night we were having dinner, and we had the radio on. I should say we had the radio on. We had Alexa on playing, <laughs> playing domestic church media, and it was... Uh, an hour of music, just in the background, reminding us that Christmas is close. We're not far away now, in these last late Advent days. And even if you've not, you know, I, I didn't have as good of an Advent as I would have liked personally. I prayed yesterday in a special way, Lord, 
help me these last late Advent days to really enter into the season. And so far today's been good, been great. I've really, really felt that now I'm into it. And I'm praying that the Lord allows me the grace and that my I'm able to just continue this as, as we get closer to Christmas. And I listen to the music just like you do. I, I have it on here at the radio station playing loud and clear. I have it on my car at home. You know, we, we, we have it going, and I'm hoping others do too. But again, it's not about the music. It's about the one of whom the music sings. It's about the one whose birth we sing about. It's about the one who came for each and every single one of us to save us from sin and death, to bring salvation to us, to allow us to spend then eternity with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to enter into that eternal communion with Jesus that one day we will see him face to face We'll be with him forever. But that journey begins here, and every year, the church that he founded, the one true church, reminds us through this beautiful season to get ready because he's coming, to be prepared, and to joyfully anticipate that encounter with him that will go into eternity. I got to go. God bless you all. Again, friends, if you've not had a chance yet to support us, please go right now to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. Make an online donation. Help us out. Help us to meet that $75,000 goal that has been set. Uh, Hopefully we can raise that by the end of this month. We're on our way, but we have ways to go yet. So please help us out, domesticchurchmedia.org. I'll be here again tomorrow, God willing. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you. God love you. Stay right where you are because there's more Christmas music coming up. Don't go away.